Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Dreyer Reinbold Racing Driver Sage Karam. Sage, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. And a uh, pretty neat deal is, uh, of course, you, you were racing in May, at, at, or I should say in August, at Indianapolis. And uh, you, you'll be racing again uh, coming up this weekend at uh, IndyCar Harvest GP. And uh, you were able to name a new sponsor and uh, Dryer Reinbold. And it, it's a pretty exciting uh, week coming up for you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's great to be back with the Dryer Reinbold crew um, and have a new sponsor on board, like you said, with Oil to Soil. Um you know, it's it's hard to to get new sponsors and stuff. You know, at, with the uh, state of the world right now, so um, you know to bring in you know new uh, sponsors on the car and everything is always uh, is always a good thing, and it just shows the health that the IndyCar series is in. Um, so we're excited. You know, I think um, it's good to be able to go back to a track that we raced on earlier in the season. Um, you know, this is the first year for us that we we've been able to um, do more than just one race. So. Um, you know, just that in itself has been, you know, a big task for us and, and also a lot of learning and just a lot of fun, but to be able to go back to a track that we raced already this year, you know, I think it, um, really helps us out. You know, um, we have some data I'm familiar with it. The team's familiar with it. So we're hoping that we can have a, a good show and, and, you know, we get two chances at it this coming weekend. We'll race on Friday and Saturday. So, um, looking forward to it. How long does it take for, you know, especially in, in your case, not being out of a car for a few months and that, uh, going to a road course and be so technical and be so, you know, sh- you know, keep that, that pencil real sharp, as they say, uh, and, and how long does it take? Uh, one session, two sessions, you know, walk us through that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, basically like the whole first session, we're only going to have one practice before qualifying, so... Um, if you can't figure it out in one session, you're in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, so I got to, you know, figure it out quite quickly. Um, but, you know, usually, you know, you, you, you get your bearings under you, you know, about seven, eight laps into the first session, I'd say it starts coming back to you. And then, you know, you, you can start pushing. Um, you know, I think we'll get like two or three sets of tires um, for the first session. So the first set is basically just figuring everything out again, getting used to everything. Um, and then towards the end of that practice session is when we really start to, to push and, and, and look for speed and, you know, get ready for qualifying. Jeff? Yeah, when, uh, when I was going through some of the uh, non-racing things that, uh, that you're interested in, Sage, it, uh, wrestling, I know, is a, uh, a big part of, uh, of your life and something that you love and can you talk about, you know, a what about wrestling uh, you're able to sit there and bring into like the discipline and everything like that 
into racing with you that you use every week? Yeah, so my dad is a uh, high school wrestling coach here in uh, Easton, Pennsylvania, um, and I've wrestled my whole life. Um, so, you know, it's been a, it, it's been good for me, you know, as far as like staying in physical, you know, top-notch shape. It's uh, one of those sports that, you know, makes you train super hard. And, and uh, when I get into a car, I know that I'm at my peak performance as far as physically. Um, and then wrestling is also just a big mental game. You know, it's, um, it's a tough sport. You know, you got to have a lot of grit to do it. Um, you know, whether it's making weight and not letting your team down or, um, if you're in a close match or down by a few points, like anything can happen. So, you know, it kind of teaches you to never give up too. So, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of life lessons and, and sports lessons that you can learn just from the sport of wrestling. So, um, I'm very thankful I did it and, and, you know, definitely happy about it and um yeah wrestling season hopefully we'll be starting up soon again um you know depending on how covid and everything goes on i hope we can we can get back into the room and get wrestling again because it's always a lot of fun yeah the um the other thing is uh obviously you are going to race at saint pete this year at the beginning of the year and that's now the, the the closing uh race everything works out let's say everything works out well you get you know top 10 finish in, in both races. Is that something that that's still on the, uh, that could be on the schedule coming up for later in the year? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think the original plan was to run St. Pete, but we weren't planned to run the NDGP. So um, I, I think we'll, we probably won't go and do St. Pete just because, um, you know, just to replace that race, we, we decided we were just going to do, um, the NDGP, since it made more sense, you know, with not having to travel all the way down there and, you know, hotel rooms and stuff like that. So um, this just made sense. And, you know, we're getting two races instead of one. Um, but you never know. You know, maybe we have two really strong results and, and, you know, the sponsors get excited or somebody else comes on board and we can go do St. Pete. But at the moment, I, I don't think it's um, it's in the plans at the moment. Having, having two races coming up this weekend, does that, does that not, not only you, but the other drivers too, is that something you guys kind of keep in your back pocket when you, should I make this move going into this corner when I know I got to kind of save the car for the next race tomorrow? Is, does that come into factor? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean obviously, um, I think no matter what, you know, I'll be um, wanting to, you know, bring the car home in one piece. That's always the first goal is, you know, just, Mm-hmm. to do as many laps as possible. And if you can, you know, stay on the lead lap and, and not get in any incidents, then you have a pretty good shot at, at finishing, um, you know, well. You know, I think it all comes down to that strategy at that point, hoping that things go your way. Um, but, yeah, obviously you don't want to give the guys a long night on Friday um, going into Saturday. Um, you know, I think it, it, it would be quite tough for the guys if they had to rebuild a car. And, and obviously we're a small team and everything, so – we can't really afford to have any big wrecks. With the new aero device, how much cooler is it going to be this weekend as opposed to, uh, you know, earlier in the year? Yeah, I mean, the first uh, race we did here um, at the GT was, it had to have been high 90s. Um, and historically, that race hasn't really been a really physical race. Um, you know, it, it it's not really like a street circuit where it's really bumpy and, and you're really having to, you know, manhandle the car around um but you know with the aero screen addition it became really really hot inside the car and it made it one of the most physical races i've ever done so um 
you know, knowing that, you know, I've been training and doing a lot of like heat acclimation training and stuff, um, you know, to get ready for that. But, um, you know, now that it's in October, hopefully, you know, cooler temperatures and stuff will, will help us out there and, and it won't be as physical, but then again, you know, you you got to do it twice instead of once. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I've never done an indie, um, you know, a double header before. Actually, I did one in 2015 at Detroit. But other than that, you know, I really haven't done it before, um, especially this year. So um, it's going to be something new for me, new for the team. And, um, you know, hopefully we can just make it go smoothly. You know, running in the heat and everything and running in IndyCar, it's very physical. You know, probably Formula One is probably at the top, IndyCar, you know, and then and then further down. But for for a driver that wants to get in shape driving a, a, a you know, Formula One car, IndyCar, that, is it more important to, ha- uh, to have core strength, you know, have, have a strong core or cardio? What, what's, what, what's the one thing that, if, you know, if we go to pit fit training, they're going to focus on? Yeah, I think the number one training aspect is just basically muscle endurance. Um, you know, I, it's, we don't have power steering, like formula one is power steering. Um, so it's, it's a lot harder to steer an Indy car than it is say a formula one car. Um, so, you know, I, you got to have some sort of strength obviously, um, to do it. But I think most of our training is just basically like long duration stuff. Um, you know, if you're only good for, for 10 laps at full strength or whatever, um, and you're really going to be hurting for the remainder of the race. So you got to be able to have your muscles um, be able to regroup themselves and, and, and not get overly tired too quickly um, because then it will make for a long race, like I said. So, um, you know, I do like a lot of circuit training. Um, you know, I do a lot of cycling. Um, so a lot of cardio stuff. And, and uh, you know, you don't really want to be too big in the car either. So I don't lift weights, um, you know, for, for weight. You know, I'm not doing like – you know, 245 on a, on a bench press and for two or three reps, you know, it's, sure. it's really the complete opposite. You know, it's lighter weights, higher reps, just trying to build muscular endurance. Talking about Sage so, Karam, talking about Sage you, Karam driver of yeah. the driver Reinbold in the uh, oil, oil to soil car uh, that's running up in the Harvest GP this weekend. Jeff, I'm sorry, you had one more thing. Yeah, do you find it hard to balance, uh, you know, obviously uh, the physical conditioning, you just talked about that, uh, getting ready to race, working with the race team to set the cars up and all that, but do you find that you're having to do more with trying to attract and keep sponsors happy with, uh, you know, sponsorship not just, you know, flowing like it used to? Yeah, I mean, you know, racing's definitely two businesses nowadays. You know, you have your on-track business and your off-track business. And if you don't have your off-track business right, um, then you really don't even have an on-track business. So um, you really got to, like, market yourself correctly and, and uh, you know, be around the right people, be in the right spots at the right time. It's really hard nowadays. You know, it's not like you can just go to companies and, you know, companies are just going to be writing you a $5 million check. It's not really like that anymore. Um, so you need to be creative with things and figure out, you know, how can I help this sponsor, whether it's, you know, business to business, you know, planning. Um, if, you know, that basically means if there's a, a sponsor already on the team, uh, say target, you know, and, and, and then you have a sponsor of, of oil to soil, um, you know, maybe you can go to target and say, you know, we can bring oil to soil in and sell, you know, this many, you know, at the store or whatever. And, um, you know, then it helps both parties. And then that's what, is attractive to them. They want to know how you're going to help them. Um, and that's just 
it's been hard, you know, like I said, it's not like the old days where, you know, companies were in a better financial state and were able just to write checks. And, you know, now they're just looking for better returns on investments and stuff. So you got to get creative. And um, yeah, I mean, you're, I'm constantly, you know, have my team writing emails, making phone calls and, and figuring out what's the best way we can, we can, you know, come, come up with money because unfortunately it's, you know, if you don't got the money, you're not racing nowadays. So, um, you know, that's always the biggest battle. Very good. Well, Sage, we certainly appreciate you taking time out. Very interesting interview, and uh, best of luck this weekend at the Harvest Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. Yes, thank you. And if you want to buy a little soil, it's available on Amazon. Go check it out. Thank you, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.